This is Lindsay Garl. I race slingshots, and you're listening to the Four Wide Salute podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Four Wide Salute podcast. As always, I'm your host, Casey. A lot of results to go over from this past week and, of course, this past weekend. First things first, I did miss an event last week on my results review, and I apologize. Friday night last week at Trailways was the Junior Eckert Memorial under the ULMS series, and that was Kyle Hardy that picked up the victory there at Trailways. So on to last Sunday... World about all eight models ran the rumble at the Red Cedar in Wisconsin. Victory there went to Brandon Shepard. Dirt track at Charlotte had the Carolina Sizzler uh, two-day event. Big one, 20 grand to win on Sunday. Victory there went to Brandon Overton. And Helltor ran Terra Hot Action Track. Not the late models, just the modifieds were on. And Nick Hoffman, 15 for 15 as of Sunday. Monday. The Schaefer's Oil Southern National Series was at Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee. Unfortunately, that did get rained out. Greenwood Valley kicked off the Hyper Racing 600 Micro Speed Week. Briggs Danner, your victor at Greenwood Valley. Last lap pass. Kunzman got into him in one and two. Briggs got him back in three and four and was able to pick up the victory. Tuesday, Super Dirt Series was Atlanta Legends Raceway for the Liberty 100 with ESS. Again, that was postponed. So they got their heat races in, and unfortunately, the rains came. So what they did was they announced their makeup dates for these events. Wednesday, August 4th, they are running the Last Chance Showdown and Twin 60s number one. And then they're going to run a complete Super Dirt program which will be capped off with Twin 60 number two. So a lot of racing going on up there on August 4th. Saturday, August 7th, they're going to run the ESS Dash for Cash, then the ESS 25 lap feature. And then after that, Patriot Sprint Tour is already scheduled to be there that day. They're going to run a complete show along with ESS So it's going to be both series kind of doing a combined show. So if you're a sprint car fan, Saturday, August 7th is definitely for you, Atlanta Legends. If you're a modified fan, Wednesday, August 4th. And of course, uh, August 4th's events will be on Dirt Vision. World of Outlaw Sprints Tuesday, we're at Lernerville Speedway for the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup. 25,000 to win. Brad Sweet picked up the victory there. Hats off to Silinch. Quick time, won his heat, won the dash, started on the pole. Unfortunately, the feature did not go his way, but it was nice to see uh, a hometown guy kind of kicking ass and taking names up there until the feature time, of course. Lucas Oil Late Models, All Belt Custom Homes, I-80 Nationals at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska. Victory went to Brandon Overton. Sealands Grove ran a 75th anniversary uh, event on Tuesday night. 
Danny Dietscher picked up the win in the 410s, and Jeff Ryan in the Super Late Models. Hyper Racing 600 Micro Speed Week, night number two, Spirit Auto Speedway down in Bridgeport Motorsports Park. So Alex Bright took the checkered flag. However, with Speed Week, they do a, a rev check after, and he failed the rev check. So the victory was then given to Damon Paul, who did originally come home and second. Schaefer's Oil Southern Nationals was at I-75 Speedway in Tennessee, and Dale McDowell take home the win there. Wednesday, Lucas Oil Elite Models, again, the Albelt Custom Homes I-80 Nationals at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska, night number two. Victory there went to Turbo, Tyler Herb. The Hell Tour had an event at Randolph County Raceway in Missouri that was canceled, I believe, over a week ago, if not longer, that has that has been canceled. Action Track USA hosted night number three of the Hyper Racing 600 Micro Speed Week. The winner with the Micros went to Steven Snyder Jr. This kid's on fire at Kutztown. If you guys have not gotten a chance to see him race at Kutztown, it's very impressive how dominant he's been. And he doesn't really use the whole track. From what I've seen when I'm there, he kind of sticks to the bottom, even through the straightaways. He doesn't really go up and, and kiss the wall at all. Uh, but very impressive. And Speedsters were also on the card. And Timmy Buckwaller outdueled Billy Pouch Jr. the last lap to get that win. On to Thursday. Short Track Super Series hosted the Richie Evans Remembered 61 at Utica Rome Speedway. Stuart Friesen and Matt Shepard dominated the field to no end. Um, they were Stewie lapped up to eighth or seventh till the first uh, long distance yellow came out. Shepard was right there with them. He would fall back, come back, fall back, come back. Um, but there was really no one else in sight. So Stewie ended up taking home the win there, and Peyton Talbot took home the win in the six hundred two crates. Lucas Oil Late Models, night number three of the Albelt Custom Homes IED Nationals at IED Speedway. Night number three's winner was Turbo again, Tyler Erb picking up, I believe it was 20 grand to win. Summer Nationals, of course, Hell Tour was at Springfield Raceway in Missouri. No modifieds, just the late models. And their point leader, Bobby Pierce, immaculate has won quite a bit so far in Hell Tour. He got the win on Thursday. So Schaefer's Oil Southern Nationals on Thursday was at West Georgia Speedway, of course, in Georgia. That victory went to Austin Horton. Night number four of the Hyper Racing 600 Micro Speed Week was at Linda's Speedway out in Jonestown on Thursday. And Timmy Buckwaller picked up the victory there. On to our weekend uh, national stuff here. Outlaw Sprint's two-day show at the Williams Grove, the Champion Racing Oil Summer Nationals, Friday's event for ten grand to win. The victory went to Sheldon Hardenshield. If I'm not mistaken, he did a clean sweep, quick time, won his heat, won the dash, won the feature. And him and Jack are now the first father and son duo to uh, pick up Outlaw wins at the Grove. And Saturday, twenty grand to win. Posse finally gets one after, uh, I believe it's now 16 in a row in um, in PA for the Outlaws. 
It's not a posse. If you consider Brent Marks posse, that's up for debate for some people, but uh, he was able to hold off Sheldon Hodden shield for the victory on Saturday. All stars. Another two day event Friday and Saturday. We're at the Lake Ozark speedway for the inaugural beach brawl in Missouri. Friday night's win went to cap Henry and last night's win went to C bell, Christopher bell. Lucas Oil Late Models, so they were sticking around at IED Speedway for a two-day event. This one was the Imperial Tile Silver Dollar Nationals. So Friday night was their prelim night. They ran heat races, qualifiers, what have you. And Stormy Scott and Chase Younghands, after it was all said and done, solidified themselves for the front row for last night's event, which going to last night's event was Win for $53,000 went to the killer Kyle Bronson. USAC Sprints. So Indiana Sprint Week kicked off on Friday night, or at least it was supposed to. They got their qualifying in at Gas City, I-69 Speedway, and the rains came, washed them away. They are going to actually take their one of their off days, which is tomorrow, and they are going to finish this event at Gas City. And last night's event at Kokomo Speedway, boy, Reigns just don't like them. They got all the way through into their A-Main feature, and with 12 to go, the Reigns came. For anybody that watched the footage on Flow or maybe was in attendance, you could see before the feature, they were taking shots of the sky, and it was just lit up purple, lightning everywhere. And uh, once the rain came, it was game over, so they checkered it at lap 18. And Justin Grant was your winner at Kokomo. Tonight, they are at the Berg. They're at Lawrenceburg Speedway. And that, again, is on Flow Racing for all of you who want to check that out. Hell Tour. Friday was at Tri-City Speedway in Illinois. What an event to see. So the late model victory went to Bobby Pierce. But more importantly, the Modifieds. Nick Hoffman was in attendance and was not the winner. First time this year at Helltor that he was there and did not win. Mike Harrison, who is arguably one of the best out there as well, was able to snap his win streak. Nick Hoffman did get second, for those of you who are interested. Last night, they were at Clarksville Speedway in Tennessee. Late model victory went to Ashton Winger. I believe this is number three or four for him on the health tour. Good for him. And modified victory went back to Nick Hoffman. That is his 16th win in 17 tries. Schaefer's Oil Southern Nationals Friday's event at Needmore Speedway in Georgia, unfortunately, was rained out. Last night's event at Screven Motors Speedway in Georgia, victory went to Ross Bales. And today, they are at Rome Speedway, also in Georgia. Have that result for you next week. On to our local events. So Friday night, everyone knows I was a big diamond. Five division night, it's a long night. And, and just for those people out there who are interested in wondering why we only had 22 modifieds. So, you know... It's no secret now there's a tire shortage. There are people that are not racing or they're saving their tires for a larger payday or a bigger event. It's just what it is. There's a tire shortage and it's a scarcity. So guys have to conserve that may not have the ability to go out and buy, you know, a hundred tires at the beginning of the year. Also, 
there was an event running at Georgetown Speedway. Modifieds at Big Diamond on Friday were not originally on the schedule. So we did have a couple of guys who made arrangements to make a, you know, a vacation out of the Georgetown trip. Or they're running someone else's car at Georgetown and they already committed to that. And that's understandable and that's going to happen. And I can also attest that there's got to be at least five guys out there who have ran with us already this year, but unfortunately have had issues with their motor. Uh, I know someone's is at the shop right now getting worked on. So there's a couple of guys who are building new cars that they, the parts are also scarce folks. Like I said, it's no secret and we're seeing it now in racing. We've seen it in other areas. I was told last night a, a shirt manufacturer couldn't get cotton to make shirts because of what we're seeing now with the, you know, shit rolls downhill, as I like to say. And we're now starting to see that that rolling shit coming for us. So, you know, it, it's a product of everything that's been going on in the world for the last year. And now it's starting to to come up. So, you know, 22 modifieds is still a good number. We still had a solid feel. We ran a nonstop feature. It was a good feature. And the cars that were there, the 22 guys that showed up, we have a good solid feel of the cars. So I'm going to play a little defensive there. And, you know, it may not be your 30 to 40 cars that some tracks may get on a weekly basis or want on a weekly basis. And this time right now, the world we're in, it's just not doable on Friday night. That's just what it comes down to. But anyway, Jeff Strunk was able to pick up the victory. Hats off to Scotty Albert. Did start on the pole, hung into second, and did not necessarily let Jeff Strunk pull away. Pass and Mass 305s, uh, both those series were in a combined show at Big Diamond Friday. Kevin Nagy with the victory. I'd like to personally thank Eddie Wagner and the whole crew and Rod Ort with Pass. And uh, we look forward to, to pairing up with them again. Open Sportsman victory went to Tim Fitzpatrick. 602 Crate victory went to Doug Smith, another first-time winner this year. And Roadrunners saw Alex Schaufstall back in victory lane. Georgetown, as I said, had an event on Friday night as well. They had modifieds there in which Billy Pouch Jr., a big diamond guy, did pick up the victory down there. And USAC East Coast were in the house with Briggs Danner coming out on top. Clive Martin Memorial Speedway. This would have been night number five for the Hyper Racing 600 Micro Speed Week. Saw Jason Persley picking up the victory there. Good to see uh, Keith Coons bringing some micros east and uh, partaking in our pen can. Modified victory went to Kevin Hartnett. They also had CRSA Sprints and Jeff Trombley picked up the checkered there. Accord, Jesse Marks with the win. Ken Titus at Afton, Demetrius Drellos at Albany, Saratoga, Matt Williamson got the victory at Ransomville, Utica Rome was off as they ran on Thursday, Bobby Varon picked up the victory at Outlaw, Tim Fuller at Can-Am, Tim Sears Jr. at Brewerton. On to Saturday, Modifieds and Sportsmen at Grandview, Modified victory went to Craig Von Dorn, and Kyle Smith picked up the range shortened Sportsman feature. Shout out to um, Nate Brinker. I hope he's doing all right after a nasty flip uh, during the heat race at Grandview. I can't recall the last time I saw a modified get that high up in the air. Um, so hopefully he's doing all right and uh, they'll be back on the, on track soon. Bridgeport at USAC East Coast. 
Alex Bright with the victory down at Bridgeport. 602 crate winner with Steve Kemery. A great duel with Sammy March Jr. If you guys have a chance, go back to Flow Racing and check out the replay there. Awesome duel there. And Brian Crummel, for some reason, was in the house uh, coming down from Orange County. He ended up third. It was, uh, it was a pretty good uh, crate race. And Kevin Nagy, back-to-back nights for the 305s. New Egypt, Paul Mancini with the win in 602 crate division. Justin Grasso in the open sportsman. And Rich Miller with the wingless sprints. Modifieds were off at both Bridgeport and New Egypt this week. US 13, Delaware International was also off this week. And I had not 100% certain, but that's three tracks right there, guys, where modifieds were off. And I'm wondering if, um, you know, we're starting to see a change in schedule due to this this tire thing. Uh, Clyde Bart Memorial Speedway last night hosted the final night for the 600 micro speed week. $10,000 to win. And Dason Persley, back-to-back nights, picked up the victory there, taking home the big check back out west with Keith Coons. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this would make Christian Bruno the Speed Week champion, but I have yet to confirm it anywhere. Unfortunately, social media, um, as of this recording, has not populated the information yet. But if my math serves me right, which it usually does, Christian Bruno should be the Speed Week champion. And these guys, they had over 80 cars every night. Um, Quitstown had 97. It was insane. A lot of competition. And hats off to the guys, the whole crew that ran the, the Speed Week shows. I was at Kutztown on Wednesday, and we still were done at normal time. They kept the show rolling all week long. Kudos to those guys. Sealands Grove ran a 410 race up against the Outlaw show at the Grove. So a couple of guys opted to go to Sealands Grove instead of going to Battle of the Outlaws. Chase Dietz with the victory at Sealands Grove. And they also had super late models in which Jim Yoder beat out Dylan Yoder. Orange County was off this week. So was Woodhall. Fonda, Thunder on the Thruway series, round number three. Victory went to Stuart Friesen. Only fitting 44 laps for 4,444 to win. And it went to the number 44. I think there's a little irony there. Thunder Mountain, Dirt Car, 358 modifieds. Victory went to Jordan McCready. And in their modified division, Victory went to Ryan Jordan. Fulton, Ronnie Davis III took home the win. Lebanon Valley, big blocks went to Mark Johnson. Small blocks were off. Land of Legends, Eric Rudolph at Five Mile Point. Danny Creedon. Those are your results. Here's what we got coming up next week. A lot of stuff. So Tuesday at Bridgeport, Short Track Super Series. I'm heading down that way for the South Jersey Shootout. First time the Short Track Super Series is at the new configured track. Super Dirt tonight on Dirt Vision, the Hall of Fame 100 at Weed Sport. And Thursday is the Battle of the Midway 100 at Orange County. Both, like I said, on Dirt Vision. World of Outlaw Sprints also on Dirt Vision. Friday, there will be at Ransomville Speedway for the Big R Outlaw Shootout. And Saturday at Weed Sport for the Empire State Challenge. So a lot of racing up in New York coming up this week. All-Stars. Sunday. Tonight, they're at Humboldt Speedway in Kansas. Tuesday at I-70 Speedway in Missouri. Thursday at Missouri State Fair Speedway for the Ron Ditzfield Memorial. 
Friday at 34 Raceway in Iowa, and Saturday they are at Knoxville. USAC Sprints, as I said, Indiana Sprint Week, Lawrenceburg is tonight. Tomorrow, we'll be picking up the Gas City program from Friday. Then they're off Tuesday. Wednesday, they're at Terre Haute. Thursday, at Lincoln Park or Putnamville. Friday, at Bloomington. And Saturday's finale, at Tri-State, or as we know it, at To Be Hopstop. World of Outlaw Late Models, Friday and Saturday, two-day show at Fairbury American Legion Speedway in Illinois for the Prairie Dirt Classic. Hell Tour tonight is at Richmond Raceway in Kentucky. Then they're off through the week until Friday and Saturday. They're running combined with the Outlaw Late Models at Fairbury, like I said, for the Prairie Dirt Classic. And then the Schaefer's Oil Southern National Series is winding down as well. They're running five nights from today till next Sunday, starting with Tuesday at Tri-County Racetrack in North Carolina. Thursday, they'll be at Boyd's Speedway in Georgia. And then they're in Tennessee Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday at 411 Motor Speedway. Saturday at Taswell. And Sunday's finale in Bulls Gap at Volunteer Speedway. Those are your upcoming events. Those were your results. As always, you guys have any requests for content, please send them my way, messaging through Facebook. There is an email address. We also are on Twitter. Contact us at any of those places, or if you know me personally, I'm always uh, an open ear for any suggestions on content. As always, please like and share any of the posts I put up. It's much appreciated to get eyes on the prize here, eyes on the product. You know, hope we keep growing this thing, which I believe we actually are growing. So thank you for all of your support. Five-star ratings on all your podcast platforms are always appreciated. A shout-out to Jack Butler. I caught me off guard the other day. Um, Jack Butler, who's an avid listener, put up a nice post on Facebook for the world to see and, and thanked me personally. You know, gave us a raving review for the content that I'm putting out there. Uh, I, I couldn't have been more touched by that. I appreciate it. I'm glad I got some faithful listeners out there that love what I love doing. So uh, on to today's episode. So I had the fortunate chance to talk with the wild child himself, Mr. Andy Bacchetti. As some of you know, Andy from the Short Track Super Series, he's been a faithful regular ever since its inception three-time short track super series champion for the north region andy's all about business but once you get to know andy andy is a good dude he's funny um very hospitable he will uh gladly shoot the shit if time allows at the track but uh andy's a good dude and um we get into talking about his career, picking up win number 200 just the other week, and uh, how he likes running Utica Rome versus not running the, the short tracks as he has in the past, and go over you know some other things with his career. But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed recording it, and uh, we'll be back next week with a not-so-young newcomer. I'm going to leave it at that, and I'll let you guys see what's coming up next week on next Sunday. So that is all I have for you guys. And as always, until next time, enjoy the show. Bill Brown and company located in Hamilton, New Jersey, 
has been in the printing and promotional products business since 1946. Current owner and proud Dirt Track supporter Ken Bruce has been with the company since 1987 and has continued to deliver the customer service that Bill Brown and Company has delivered since the beginning. Kenny supports Dirt Track Racing through the sponsorship of the number 11 Modified, driven by Danny Heber, along with sponsorship of bonuses of Big Diamond Speedway and the Short Track Super Series, and is proud to be a sponsor of the 4 Wide Salute Podcast. You can reach Bill Brown and Company at 609-586-1408 or by email at kbruce at billbrowninc.com. You can also check out the promotional products on the website at www.billbrowninc.com. On this week's episode of the Four Wide Salute Podcast, I have with me tonight the wild child himself, Mr. Andy Bicchetti. Andy, how's it going, my friend? What's up, buddy? Just uh, living the dream, have a, an odd off night with no racing going on that uh, that I know of. But uh, <laughs> so let's let's cut into to the recent events. What was your thoughts on Bloomsburg last Wednesday? No, it was definitely uh, definitely a cool racetrack for sure. Um, you know, uh, unfortunate with the weather, um, but um, it was uh, it was kind of a neat, different venue for us. Um, I think some things could definitely change there. Um, as far as uh, banking, I think banking would would definitely help that place uh, race better. For sure, um, but I mean, wasn't real bad. I mean, it was very bottom dominant, you know, from what I could see. But um, you know, obviously, uh, right, right as it rained there, I, I stuck it on the outside. I went from third to eighth, and uh, you know, so that was quite a pay cut for me. But other than that, you know, it was uh, it was a pretty neat place. Yeah, it's. Um, does it remind you of any other tracks that you've been to? I don't know. It's definitely got its, you know, a different, different uh, feel to it. Um, you know, it's got a little bit of Afton in it. Um, I would kind of think it's a little bit like Afton. You know, maybe a little bigger. Yeah, it's um, it's a neat venue. They've been caught in that rain bug ever since they tried to open. Uh, the USAC show there just narrowly escaped the rain. It unloaded right after the last feature was over. So, I mean, they've, they've been getting bit. But the one thing I can appreciate, and, you know, you were at the driver's meeting, you know, the guy who's been helping out there from Port Royal, Steve O'Neill, you know, he openly acknowledges that it's not going to be a hundred percent yet and and that's respectable for any track you go to for them to to openly admit that and you know hey you know be patient and work with us kind of thing that's pretty cool no absolutely i mean it's it's uh steve's pretty uh those guys uh do a hell of a job at port royal and uh you know that they'll uh they'll get it they'll get it right for sure and um you know to to have a new place open up for dirt racing is, is huge, you know, to, um, you know, have another, another track. I mean, some, some are, you know, going by the wayside as we speak. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's good to, to see a new one come about. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. It, it's, I've been there down twice and I, I, from a fan's perspective, I think it's a great uh, view from underneath those covered grandstands and, uh, it has a lot of potential and I look forward to seeing what it, what it turns into. 
Yeah, it's been a bad run um, to get there. And, you know, it, I think it. Uh, you know, I think it's it's definitely there's something there for sure. Yeah. So you just recently picked up uh, career win number two hundred and then two hundred one on the same night. Um, did you know you were approaching a, a big mark there with two hundred? Yeah. No, we uh, we knew we were you know getting close there, and um, you know uh, it's. Uh, it's a pretty big feat in the modified game today to, to be able to, um, you know, come to that number. Uh, you know, I guess if I added my go-karts and, you know, stuff like that and sprint cars and stuff, I mean, we'd be in the three hundreds, but you know, um, I really, we really haven't added any of that. We're just basic, you know, from the three fifty eights to the big blocks and, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, spent a lot of money, a lot of time, great sponsors, great people around me to get me to that step and you know um just just a lot of a lot of you know hard work good times and uh, bad times and you know the deal and um you know uh just got a lot of people to thank you know over the years to that that have been with me and stuck with me through the whole deal and you know it's my mother my father um you know mike garrity just a lot, a lot of real special people in my life to uh, push me to that level, you know, and, and uh, spend that kind of money and time and effort. And, you know, it's big. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And, you know, I talked to some of the legendary car owners of, you know, the last 30 years and it's tough nowadays, especially with the cost of racing. It's it's not easy, and the purses aren't necessarily jumping up to match the cost. So it's uh it's tough, and to have a partner like you do with Garrity, you know, and and everyone else on board, it, it's a it's a a pleasure to have those guys with you all the time, isn't it? No, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, my father, uh, my mother. Uh, my brother, my wife, my kids, um, you know, Mike Garrity, his whole clan that, that, uh, is involved with us, you know, um, they're pretty special people. I mean, they're friends of mine. So that, uh, that offsets, you know, I mean, you can get a car owner that wants to win, win, win. And unfortunately this game isn't all about that. I mean, it's, you know, it, it evolves every day as we speak. And, and, you know, uh, one thing with Mike and, you know, he's, he's a racer. He understands that, you know, you can't win them all. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's been a real, real big asset to uh, our program for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned that, you know, it's ever changing every day, which, you know, the most recent thing that we've come across now is the, is the tire issues with the shortages. Um, you know, how is that from your perspective as a driver and having to adjust to the limited amount of tires to tracks or series now changing what you can run or what's suggested to run? How has that been affecting you? Well, I mean, you know, we didn't really go out and uh, hoard and buy and, you know, do, you know, we didn't really do that because, uh, you know, I just didn't, didn't really, not that I didn't see it coming. It just, uh, you know, I mean, you can only spend so much money. I mean, in this game, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got a budget, you know, it's, it's all scale. And, uh, if you've got a small scale or a big scale or however it works, I mean, you can only spend so much money. And, um, you know, at this point, I mean, you know, we've motors, cars, trucks, trailers, help the whole nine. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, 
I guess it is what it is, and we'll see where it all leads. Yeah, hopefully uh, this whole thing stops soon and we can get back to a little bit of normalcy with the tire game. But uh, it's it's been a struggle for quite a few tracks and different drivers and, and whatnot. But I think we got to get people back to work and, yeah. and um, you know, stop the nonsense. Uh, you know, um, this new regime is uh, is definitely not, um, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into politics, but, yeah, uh, you no. know, kind of pisses it's, me off that uh, people don't want to, uh, you know, step up and, and go to work, you know, and, and if the government's going to keep paying them to sit home, then, uh, you know, right. Um, no, that, you're right. that's not me. Nope. No, uh, that's never been you. That's one thing I can say I appreciate getting to know you over the last few years is you are a workhorse and and, uh, you know, you're not afraid to get your hands dirty and just keep on keeping on, you know. That's it. I mean, uh, I got a, like I said, I got a bunch of really good guys that, um, you know, work in the shop with me and, uh, you know, trying to train some new kids and then trying to do some stuff, you know, trying to, you know, evolve. Work. Yeah, work towards that goal of, of uh, just, uh, you know, um, <laughs> making something of yourself, you know. I mean, that's that's huge. Um, you know, sitting at home and, and uh, sucking off the government, and that, that's, not, that's not the deal. So, and uh, I don't agree. And other than that, well, that's it. I, I don't think uh, a whole lot of people in the racing industry at the current moment with what we've seen are, are uh, happy about it. So I don't think you're alone in that. But uh, so I did want to tell you, you know, I have to admit that when I first started seeing you racing, you know, going to some of the short track super series events uh, a few years ago, you know, I thought you were more of a short track specialist kind of guy, uh, you know, more of your bull rings. Those were your bread and butters, not saying they still aren't, but I go up to Lebanon Valley and I didn't realize that you were one of the guys to beat on a weekly basis. And, uh, Going from running tracks like Afton and Accord where you're winning championships in multiple races and then turn around the next night and you go to a place like Lebanon Valley, that's a whole nother beast in itself. You know, how did you get to the point where you were able to be good on both levels there? Well, I mean, you know, uh, we've raced Lebanon for quite some time now and, um, you know, we, uh, we struggled, I mean, definitely struggled there. Um, and, uh, it seemed like I got better at Lebanon and worse on the road. And, uh, that was due to the coil deal. Um, and, uh, we're just, you know, trying to figure it all out. Um, and it's, it's taken, you know, probably three years of, you know, not having so much fun and, and, and being in the back, but, uh, we're rolling right now at Lebanon and, um, you know, that's, uh, that's a big feat to be able to go there and, and, uh, you know, be up front weekly and start 15th and, and come to the front and win some races there for sure. Um, you know, I, I actually enjoy, um, racing the short tracks. I have more fun as a driver you know, racing some of the, uh, bull rings and, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of meets my style a little bit. And, you know, we just, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it, there's such a fine line of where you need to be for shocks and springs and spring smashers and shock dinos and the whole nine yards. So it's kind of, uh, you know, the game is kind of evolving in a direction that, um, you know, 
I'm uh, I'm not so used to, and uh, I'm learning as I go for sure. But uh, it's definitely a time consumer. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's not a lot of fun. <laughs> but once you do figure it out, and once you start rolling with it, and you start hitting hitting your marks, and you know, it's uh, it becomes uh, you know a lot more fun to be able to uh, travel to the tracks and, and know that you're going to be decent out of the trailer instead of being, you know, um, in the back. Yeah. So uh, how has it been now running Utica Room on Friday nights? Uh, Utica's been cool. I mean, that's uh, it's a three-hour ride, you know, for us. And, you know, it's six hours in the truck and go race and, you know, round trip and only race Lebanon the next day and so on and so forth. But, you know, that's, uh, that seemed to help me, um, you know, um, all around and, uh, you know, just, just my guys, my team have, um, you know, been, uh, digging and working real hard, um, to, you know, go to Utica because we, we kind of had, I, I kind of got a love-hate relationship with Utica. I mean, I went there, I raced 16 Sundays in a row, and I looked at my father and I said, listen, uh, I started on the pole, I'm 16th in about four laps. So I said, uh, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done with it. And he says, yeah, what about your sponsors? You know, and I said, well, they're going to have to uh, either come with me where I go and go good or, you know, the party's over right. and you know so right now i mean the place uh you know jamie Friesen is taking care of the place um he's doing doing a hell of a job for sure and um you know it's it's actually real racy um it's got a little cushion you know um obviously you know racing against Stu and matt and those guys i mean they're uh they're definitely on top of their game and uh they're tough to beat but we're gonna get our, we're gonna get our you know shot at them and we're going to win some races there and um you know it's been uh it's been cool it's been a lot of fun and uh racing with uh brat and you know his uh his series and just it's you know the bottom line is he he pays well and uh you know it's uh it's good to know that you know if you're going to race and uh you're going to get paid you yeah. know, decent for your efforts. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, that's the name of the game. I mean, you know, like we said, you know, the bills don't ever stop coming in as far as supplying your uh, your parts and, and everything else you need. And uh, money's where it's at. And where there's money, people will go. That's just what it comes down to. But uh, you've been a loyal supporter of Brett's Short Track Super Series, I think, since the beginning, right? Yeah, no, we, we started with Brett and, you know, he's, uh, he's been real solid through the whole, uh, through the whole deal. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's about the racer and, you know, he's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a big part when, um, you can go there and feel like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I had a bad night, but I still, I, I, uh, I want a tire, you know, I got, a fifty dollar gift certificate to Barrons or whatever the case may be. At least you're going home with something mm-hmm. instead of a uh, hundred bucks in your pocket, and um, you know, see ya. 
Yeah, that's one thing that I could definitely say. He he puts up, he gets all kinds of contingency awards, not just a good paying purse, but the contingency awards are also what attracts a lot of people to the guys who, you know, hey, 15th is going to give out this award. You know, maybe they're not guys that are going to compete for the win every time, but could snag that 15th award kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's good to help, you know, spread it throughout and, and give guys something to go home with. No, that's, that's, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if you can spread it out and, uh, you know, give your racers, uh, something to race for, I mean, that's huge. And, um, you know, that's what Brett does. And, you know, he's, uh, he's been, uh, good to the racer. I can tell you that. And, you know, um, that's just, uh, just makes it, you know, worth traveling the distance to go to the races and, you know, um, it's been it's been good. Good. Now I did wanna I did wanna send my condolences along to you and your family in the passing of Jack. And it's been a little bit of time that's gone by since now. But um you know, for those who don't know, Jack was your father in law, correct? Yes, he was. So what effect did he have on your career from a racing standpoint? Um, you know, Jack uh Jack was uh he was a Dale Earnhardt of the sport for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just a cool guy. And, uh, you know, if I asked him a question that, uh, you know, he just, he would tell you, I mean, he, he didn't lie to you. Um, he was, uh, he was a uh, pretty awesome race car driver and, uh, won a lot of races and, you know, he just, uh, went about his business and did his deal. And, um, you know, I, uh, I actually bought, um, one of his series cars, um, it was a 12 a and uh that's that was one of my first cars and you know it was uh it was pretty cool um you know to uh be able to go and uh talk to jack you know he's, he's a legend i mean and uh you know as far as legends goes you know legends never die i mean it's you know it's uh so i mean you know it was uh it was an awful disease that he went through and and uh you know he spent numerous nights suffered, you know, and, uh, people really don't know that, but, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was a bad deal. And, um, that ALS is, is bad. Um, but you know what, he's in a better place right now. And, um, you know, um, you know, the racing gods are, you know, looking over him, and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. He's definitely up there in feature mode with a bunch of the other legends that he got a chance to race against over his career and having a blast watching you and Ronnie, you know, race today and and so forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, it's uh, it was a pleasure being able to uh, see Jack race with Jack, uh, you know, um, pick his brain. You know, it was uh it was uh, definitely a um, cool thing in my life to, uh, you know, be a part of. So were were you a racing fan back when you were a kid? You know, was he one of the guys that you were a fan of or went to watch? You know, uh, I was more Lebanon Valley prone. Okay. Uh, I watched, you know, uh, Butch Jelly, uh, you know, Tommy Corrales. I watched a lot of those guys uh, growing up because it was close to home and me and my father used to go and, you know, sit in the uh, orange section with uh, Butch Jelly's father, to be honest with you. And we used to sit there and, uh, you know, I used to watch the Williams and Kingsley uh, 28. 
and um, you know, it was he, he you know, it, it was uh, and Corrales, you know, obviously had a, uh, you know, I, I ended up, uh, you know, going to the fifty-seven, and you know, I started off with that number, and you know, it was uh, I used to watch quite a bit there. Hmm. Has it has it changed a lot over the years now since when you were watching it? So what you race on now? The racetrack, I mean, the racetrack uh, has changed a little. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the people and, and some things have changed for sure. Um, but uh, overall, Lebanon Valley is, uh, you know, pretty stand-up place to race. I mean, you go there, there's 15 guys who can win from up front. And, you know, it's a tough, tough place to race. Wow. Yeah, it's it's unlike anything else I've ever seen. The banking is incredible. The surface itself is unique. And, uh, you know, of course, starting outside of the front row on the pole is, is a little unique in itself as well. It's uh, it's definitely in its own its own tier as far as a racetrack. It's not it doesn't look like anything else. It doesn't. No, I mean, Lebanon's, you know, it's a big paper clip. It's wide. It's, it's fast. And, uh, you know, you got to have your, uh, your race car, right. Or you're not going to succeed there for sure. But that pretty much goes with, uh, any racetrack out there. I mean, it's, you gotta have your stuff, right. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we go to big diamond and we come down your area, you know, I mean, we usually, uh, run pretty well there and, uh, you know, it's uh, those places are uh, they're tough, you know, but um, it's just, uh, you know, there's no place like the valley for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It really is a lot. It's the banking, I think, is the hugest part. I think a lot of other tracks are all they had their banking. But as far as a big half mile goes or even a five eights, they're relatively flat. Valley is super banked in the turns, and that's what makes it so unique. You there? You there? Yeah, yeah. I got you now. Yeah. No, it's definitely unique, that place. Yeah. So what was the first race car you got yourself into? First race car, actually, like I said, we, we bought uh, one of the 12 A's. It was an Olsen car. Okay. And, um, you know, um, it was a Bud Olsen car. And, um, you know, we we raced that. For, I think we raced that for two years. And then we uh, went with a T.O. And I think we were, like, one of the uh, three guys that had jumped into uh, Bobby Hearn's T.O. And, um, you know, that... Uh, we set sail from there, you know, it was, uh, I think there was Howie Finch and, uh, it was Howie Finch, myself and, uh, Jimmy Hauser. Oh, wow. And what year was this? I think it was, uh, 95, I think okay. 95. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's when we started with the Teal Pro Car. And, and did you start racing at the Valley right away or were you racing somewhere else? No, I think we raced nine years at uh, Orange County. We never went to the Valley. We always went to Orange County, learned how to race. We raced with the best in the business, uh, you know, and that kind of taught me. My father just said, you know, we're not, we're not going to go to the Valley. We're going to race Orange County, you know, we'll race there with, you know, Brett and 
Danning, Allen. Uh, I mean, we raced with <laughs> Jeff Hetzler, uh, Bobby or uh, Stevie Botcher, uh, Chuck Lepresti. I mean, there was a ton of guys. Hauser, um, Howie Finch. Uh, a lot of real good guys back in the day there that, um, you know, Horton, um, it just, we were never, we never raced against, you know, a mediocre, no. uh, group. No, not at all. So, back then you didn't No, no, no. And this, the stands were just absolutely packed. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite places to go. Just the environment. It, it reminds me a lot of Port Royal, the Midway, the the grandstands, the people, the atmosphere, the history in itself. It's, it's such a great place to be. Um, so were you running small blocks or are you running big blocks right away? We were running small blocks. You know, we ran the small block deal and then uh, we got into the big block, you know, um, a couple years later. Um you know, so that was, uh, I think Brett was in the uh, Auto Palace in the Pyro car. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, that was uh, back in the, that was back in the day. Yeah. But um, I do know you ended up with Eastern States. Um, you did get a second the one year, right? Two yeah, I think, yeah, I think I've got quite a few seconds to Brett over the years. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we got like 42 seconds to him over the years. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. So how was so it? Is- how was it running a 200 lapper though? And, you know, and you know, now, you know, that those are different animals in themselves running 200 laps. You can't, you can't burn your shit up. You can't, you know, go through tires like some guys do. You got to be able to conserve and, and play the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, back back in the day at Orange County, I mean, it's tough to conserve tires, you know, and uh, that was uh, they they don't call it the hard clay for nothing. No, no, that surface is you're exactly right, but it's definitely different now. I mean, it's definitely changed. Oh, what that Centennial race the other year, I couldn't believe it. There was like six grooves. There were guys blowing the fence down and making gains. There were, uh, you know, I think Boniface was the first one that tried to go to the top and the whole place went nuts. Yeah, no, it's definitely a different place for sure. You know, um, they change the surface and, uh, you know, if they could keep the dust down and, you know, make it a little racier, I think, you know, I think it'll be a pretty awesome 200 this year. Yeah. And it, is it still going to be a super dirt deal like they originally planned for last year? You know, I haven't heard. I really haven't heard what they're going to do there. I wonder. Um, I wonder if it's going to be. That's going to be interesting. I, fig- I figure you would have heard. I have not, to be honest. Um, they haven't really mentioned a whole lot about Eastern States yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't heard much about it. So, yeah, we'll see. I think they're going to wait till they get through their 25 grand to win point fund and uh, and then go to Eastern States after that. Yeah, I hear you. So you ran a lot of dirt shows back in the 2000s. Um, I guessing also before Short Track Super Series was a thing at the time. Um, you know, how was it running a lot of shows on, on Hoosiers like you do at the Valley as opposed to running you know, with like you do with Brett with American racers. I mean, is there a huge difference in, in what you have to learn as far as the tires go? 
Well, there's definitely a difference for sure. I mean, the sidewalls are softer. I mean, there's, there's, you know, it basically takes a race car and, you know, uh, tightens it up and, you know, gives it more side bite, more drive and then the Hoosier, so to speak. And, you know, um, back in the day, I mean, that was, um, you know, something where you had to do your homework to, you know, figure that out. And, uh, you know, we raced a lot of races and learned a lot and, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun back in the day, you know, chasing the, uh, dirt series, but, uh, you know, it just got too spread out and too much oh, yeah. for, you know. Yeah. It, it's one of the, the catch 22s I hear a lot about, um, with any traveling series is it's either too much or it's too much travel. It's too, you know, it has its ebbs and its flows, you know, like I look at your situation. I mean, you really don't have a track that's really in your backyard besides one that's in another state. So. Now we're, we're two hours to, to get to, you know, or an hour. We're an hour to get to the throughway to start rolling right. one direction or the other, you know. Right. So, um, you know, that's that's the, the downside to our deal. And, you know, um, then it's a matter of traveling, you know, finding the people to, you know, be able to take the time and devote and commit and, you know, do what they got to do to, you know, make you run up front. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, I think people now know you're one of the guys who shows up early, uh, you know, whether it's Georgetown a couple of days early <laughs> or a couple hours early before gates open. Um, what people don't see is that, you know, your guys are working, you know, you oh, guys, yeah. are, you guys I mean, are unloading the car. You're doing what you got to do to get prepared. Almost like sprint car guys do that on the road all the time where, you know, at a hotel, they're stripping the car down and cleaning it and whatnot. Um, you know, how important is it to have that that core group of guys that you do that you guys almost function like a NASCAR pit crew? Well, I mean, having that group of guys is, is absolutely uh, huge and crucial to, you know, your team for sure, um, to be able to, you know, <laughs> run four or five days in a row or, or two days in a row or whatever, whatever the schedule is, you know, I mean, you know, they got to give up their lives, their families, their whole deal to, you know, cater to the series, you know, cater to, um, the race cars, whatever, whatever comes our way, you know, and it's, it's getting tougher for sure. Um, but like I say, I got a great core group of guys and, um, you know, they're, uh, they're doing an awesome job and, uh, you know, it's, you can only expect so much out of them and, uh, you know, um, you want 110%, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you got to look at it. People, have lives too so it's you know if you are going to go on the road and you're going to race and you're going to be successful and there is no there is no picnics there is no weddings there is no there's nothing you know i mean you have to go and be committed and devoted to racing and racing only yeah you're not kidding you're not uh if, if you're going to be successful i mean yeah it's, it's the nature of the beast uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, you know, roll into a show and have fun and, you know, um, it's become, for me, it's become 
definitely business, not so much the fun part of it. Obviously, if you're winning and you're up front, that's that's the fun part, you know. But at the end of the day, you're coming home, you're washing race cars, you're putting them together, you're uh, maintaining them, and uh, you're on to the next show. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a matter of how you treat it, really. Um, you know, and I, I sometimes feel bad for the guys that struggle to get help at the track or at the shop. And, uh, you know, to, like you said, to have that group of guys like you do, it's uh, it's puts you ahead of the game almost, um, you know, because you have the support and the, the manpower to do everything. But uh, so one thing I did want to touch on was your time in a 34. Uh, running for Steve. So how did that whole deal come about? Well, I mean, we owned everything and, you know, he basically uh, stepped up and, you know, um, gave us, you know, some funding to be able to race Lebanon Valley and, you know, run some shows here and there. And, uh, you know, Steve was very successful and, you know, he, um, he just, you know, he wanted a team car and, it was uh it was pretty cool for years you know and uh we had a lot of fun won a lot of races and uh it was uh it was it was definitely um you know a good deal yeah so then since then you've been only in the four correct yeah only in the four where's that number come from the four Mm -hmm. um you know, years back, uh, you know, we, we were racing the four, uh, for Vinny Salerno and, um, you know, we just, uh, we, we stepped, we stepped apart and we had a different, uh, you know, avenue and, uh, we just kind of kept the four and, you know, it was, uh, kind of known and, um, we just, uh, stayed with that. Yeah. Uh, and now I think it's something you're never going to be able to get rid of. I think uh, you're synonymous and be known with the number four now. And even with the, the color scheme too, of the bright green and yellow, um, was that your idea or did that come from someone else? Uh, back in the day, Mark Flurry actually, uh, you know, had the similar colors and, uh, we kind of had those colors throughout and, you know, we kind of kept those colors and, you know, we just kind of changed them around with the help of different lettering guys and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of made it, uh, kind of made it a cool deal for us, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kept your mom busy at the, uh, merch trailer at the Valley. Um, yeah, no, no, for <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, you know, she sells a lot of t-shirts and, uh, sweatshirts and hats and stickers and the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, anytime anybody wants to get those, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, we're not, you know, traveling on the road with the, uh, t-shirt trailer, but, uh, you know, it's, um, it's definitely, uh, cool deal. My mother, she's, you know, definitely, um, helped me a ton and, you know, she works, works, uh, real hard doing it. So, you know, I actually, the funny thing about that is that you don't travel with the trailer. I know for a fact, at least 10 people that have gone to the Valley solely because they wanted to spend a week's paycheck at your trailer. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's cool. That has actually drawn people from Pennsylvania to drive the four, four and a half, five hours up to the Valley to go watch you race and drop a dime at your, at your merch trailer, which, you know, 
back in the day, we didn't have the internet sales like, you know, guys do now. And you didn't have the social media to be able to access merchandise. So it's what you had to do back in the day. Yep. But uh, no, your mom's a, a great person. She's always pleasant when we see her uh, up at the Valley at the merch trailer. And uh, she does a whole lot of work for uh, getting your your stuff out there. And and now oh. it's it's kind of strange, too, that, you know, you don't run down our way a whole lot. You'll run Georgetown, of course, with Brett stuff um, at the beginning and the end of the year. But the amount of fans you have down in this area and south of here is crazy yeah no i mean you know there's a there's a lot of a uh, lot of fans down that way and uh you know it's uh they're all uh they're all um you know great fans are great you know they're race fans i mean they they love it so i mean it's uh it's definitely they do it right down there for sure they uh got tents and you know i mean they they cook and eat and you know it's pretty cool um they're into it so that's uh that's a benefit for us for sure so as as we wind this down um how was it last year for you running up in new york with no fans i mean you know it it was what it are you weird? racing for was what it, are you racing for right i mean yeah you're racing for you know make a paycheck or whatever but at the end of the day i mean you're racing for your fans i mean and you're racing for you know to uh keep the ball rolling basically and you know it just it was uh it was an odd deal you know for sure but there was a lot of fans in this in the pits for sure right so you know it was a little bit different and uh you know um we got through it and uh hopefully uh everything uh rolls forward from here yeah hopefully we don't have to see that that nasty 2020 again uh -huh. <laughs> yeah right so uh, last thing, what are your upcoming plans in the the near future? I think you got a race at Utica on Thursday, right? Yeah, no, that's uh, the Richie Evans deal, and uh, we're gonna uh, go up there and see if we can uh, uh, draw a good number. You know, that's that's always the uh, <laughs> that's always the deal. But uh, if we draw a good number and get up front, you know, um, take our uh, Garrity equipment and see if we can uh, get it up front. Yep, and then you have Bridgeport. Are you come, you're coming down to Bridgeport, right? Yep, that's uh, the week after. That's on a Tuesday, 27th. Yep, yep. I think I might uh, be in attendance for that one. Uh, Bridgeport's a, a neat track that they put together. It's produced some incredible racing. So, uh, now nah, last time I raced there, I think we finished fourth. It was a dirt race uh, with a big block, and uh, we came from the back, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty neat, uh, pretty neat deal, and uh, you know I'm excited to go back and uh, you know give it a shot. Awesome, awesome. Uh, before I let you go, you know any people you want to give thanks and uh, shout outs to? Uh, just like I say, my, my whole team and, you know, all my sponsors, my old sponsors, my new sponsors, uh, just everybody who's, uh, you know, been involved with, uh, the, uh, four car, the 57, the 34. I mean, everybody who's, who's been involved with me throughout the years, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's been a pleasure to, uh, you know, have, uh, been able to, uh, shine and win with these people and, um, spend time with them. And it's been, uh, it's been great. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck on Thursday at Utica, and uh, I'll be sure to see you on Tuesday at Bridgeport then. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Thanks for your time, Andy.
Tell Bob I said hi. Oh, I definitely will. All right. See you, buddy. <laughs>